Hello everybody, it's, it's great to be with you in this moment to, to give you a little update about what's happening in my life, but also to share a little bit of a, a challenge and maybe what God is saying to you as well. My name is, is Adam Ball, for those of you that don't know me. Um, I'm a missionary here in South Africa, in Johannesburg. I've been part of Eltham for pretty much my whole life. I grew up as a young boy in the church and uh, many, many years ago now, the church uh, commissioned me, laid their hands on me and sent me out with their blessing to, to, to go and make disciples. Uh, and, and that's what I've been doing for around 12 years now. Uh, and actually, at the beginning of this year, uh, after advice and, and, and discussions with, with people, it was, we realized it was time for me to take a sabbatical. A sabbatical is a three-month time where you just withdraw away from ministry and everything else and, and you take time just to refresh, uh, to also retool and re-equip yourself for, for what God has next for you. And, and one of the highlights of my sabbatical was that my parents were able to come out from Sidcup and be with us for three months and we got to do all the, the holiday things of lying on a beach and then being in the Kruger National Park and seeing lions and elephants, etc. Uh, and they also got to spend time here in Johannesburg uh, to see uh, how we're living this side of the world. So it was a brilliant, brilliant time. Probably one of the most important things, though, was around that question of kind of what next? Uh, what, what am I getting retooled? What am I getting re-equipped? What am I getting refreshed for, for what next? Uh, and a friend of mine uh, posed this question to me uh, and, and basically said, Adam, you, you've been going for 12 years. What about the next 12 years? And I thought that's a great question. And it's a question that I need to speak to God about. Uh, knowing that that was an important important conversation that I needed to have, I, I set aside the whole day. My wife, whose name is Bulewa, uh, we set aside the whole day just to, to pray into that question. And, and I don't know about you, but we both seem to connect very well in nature. And so we're, we're, we're lucky enough to have a reserve just nearby. And so we took that whole day just to go and seek God uh, and to pray, sometimes together and sometimes apart. Uh, in the middle of the reserve, there's this beautiful stream that just runs through it. And so Bulewa was sitting to the side and, and was praying. And so me being me, I saw a rock in the middle of the stream and and I wanted to go and sit on the rock in the middle of the stream. That's where I needed to pray. Uh, and so it was there on that rock, in that stream, that I posed that question to God. God, I really want to hear from you. I've been going 12 years in ministry. What are you saying about the next 12 years? Friends, let me ask you a question. Many of us have more free time than ever, ever before, like it or not, due to this lockdown. Some of us, though, might be on the opposite side and, and might actually be crazy busy compared to normal. But my question to us all is this. When did you last set aside a day to have a conversation with your father? Lately, I've been reading through the Old Testament in my personal devotions and also in a theology course that I'm attending. And I've been impressed at how clearly the, the prophets heard from God, Moses, Joshua, Samuel, you read about how God would speak to them and how God would direct them. Maybe one of my favorite verses is in Exodus 
34 verse 29 where it talks about how Moses was coming down from the mountain where he'd been spending time with God and then it says Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he'd been talking with God. You see Moses had set time to connect with God and in that connecting with God he heard the sweet voice of his creator. He received in that time of connection wisdom that was not from uh, man but that was from the father of wisdom and in that time he received the direction on how to lead those people around him. Friends, now in this time of history, it's not a time to fill up our days with Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting so that we're so busy again, so busy that we don't have time for God. And now also isn't the time to make excuses that you're busier than ever before and so you can't afford to set aside a day to connect with God. Friends, now is the time we can't afford not to give room. Now's the time we can't afford not to make space to seek God's face, where we seek his wisdom, where we ask for his direction, where if nothing else, we come away with that peace that surpasses all understanding, which in my experience often comes when I've given myself to spending a good amount of time in his presence. Friends, I want to challenge you. Will you Will you prioritize this now maybe as a couple or as a single will you set a day in june to to just get that whole day to seeking god to seeking him for his wisdom for his direction to connect with him and seek his face you know friends as i sat in the middle of the stream asking god my question about what next it, it took just moments for God to spark, to start speaking through his Holy Spirit. And what I enjoyed about how he started to speak was, was that it was in ways that I'd felt him move and speak before. Like a friend who I know well, the Spirit was on the move. And so as I realized that it was him, I, I leaned in kind of spiritually. Like when a friend is saying something that you want to make sure you hear, you give them your full attention. And so that's what I wanted to do with the Holy Spirit that day. And what I love about how God spoke to me in that moment and throughout that day was that as the Spirit moved and directed, he allowed me time to ask questions and, and ask for clarity in what God was saying uh, so that I fully understood exactly what God wanted me to do. And also so that I knew that it was God speaking and not just me making it all up. As I sat in the middle of the stream, the spirit kind of made me aware that, hey, this, the stream's a bit deeper than normal. And then what jumped to my mind was the scripture about casting into the deep. And today, I want to just read that scripture with you and share with you what God was speaking to me. And, and hopefully along the way, I want to challenge you and encourage you. What's God saying to you as well? If you've got a Bible, you can turn to Luke 5, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 11. It says this, On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, 
he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've toiled all night and we've took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. And they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Amen. So verse four was one of the first things that jumped out to me. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put down into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Verse five, and Simon answered, Master, we've toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. You see, Jesus was very aware of how hard Peter, Simon had been working all night. Jesus was aware that they had just finished washing the nets. Jesus was very aware that despite their hard work, they hadn't anything to show for it. And he knew they would have been feeling a little bit depressed maybe that morning. And as I was reading this, I felt the Spirit saying to me, Adam, I know that you've worked hard, but do it again. Even now as I, I speak this, I feel an excitement in my spirit again, like I did in that moment when, when, when God was speaking to me. This was kind of part one of God's answering to my question, where I said to him, I've been going 12 years, what about the next 12 years. I felt God was saying, I see how you've been going for 12 years. Go again. You see, I didn't want to be doing something just for the sake of doing it. And I wonder if someone else had said to Simon in that moment, let down your nets, what would he have said? Most likely no. But because Jesus said, do it again, Simon said, yes. And even though I've had many people around me saying, keep going, I wanted to hear from God. It's amazing when friends inspire us. It's amazing when we read an amazing book that speaks to us, but nothing equips, nothing empowers, nothing gives greater confidence and strength to us like the intimate word of God to us personally. Think about Joshua, the mighty man of God, Moses, has just died and now it's up to you to lead God's chosen people. I'm sure he had people around him saying, you've, you've got this. But imagine then being him, hearing God like he did in Joshua 1, where God says to him, Joshua, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I'm going to be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Wow, this was a personal word from God to Joshua 
This was just what Joshua needed to hear. And friends, God has for you today a word. In fact, he has a day for us every day. It's a day that we need to hear. It's a personal word just for us. When Jesus spoke to Simon, telling him to let down his nets into the deep, at first glance, you might think, clearly Jesus knows something about fishing. But actually, Jesus was asking Simon to do something that didn't make sense. At that time in the day, every fisherman knew that the fish would not be in the deep. So not only was Jesus asking Simon to, to go again after working hard all night, but he was also asking him to do something that made no sense. In that moment, I felt the Spirit saying to me, Adam, I'm calling you to a life and a ministry that doesn't make sense. I'm calling you and directing you to places that you probably shouldn't go that will confuse others. And in that moment, I was like, yes, I was so excited to hear God's voice that I kind of overlooked what he was maybe actually saying. And later in my conversations, I, I had to admit to God that, that casting into the deep, the places that don't make sense, sounded a little scary. Friends, is there a direction that God has given you that has seemed to not make sense. In your times of connecting with God, have you felt a strong sense from the Holy Spirit directing you to maybe do something or, or go somewhere or maybe give something up? But in that moment of, in that moment or maybe over the next few days, you've maybe reasoned it away. Simon was an experienced fisherman. He knew that, there was kind of no chance of him catching anything in the area that Jesus was instructing him to fish. But then look at what happened next. Despite Simon's better judgment, he says in verse 5, At your word, I will let down the nets. In this moment, personally, I felt God was saying, Adam, I'm leading you and Bulewa into a season of trusting me, where I want you to act in obedience to my directive. And friends, there isn't anything radical about that. It, it's how each and every Christ follower is meant to be living. In fact, we are not to be walking, in fact, if we are not walking in obedience to God's directive and God's instruction, then we're actually living in rebellion to God. And I didn't sense in my spirit in that moment that God was kind of telling me off for not living uh, obediently. And I'm not trying to scare you today, but what I actually want to do is encourage you and remind you of what happens next when we keep in step with the directive of the Holy Spirit. We read in verse 6, And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. Verse 7, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so they began to sink. You see, Simon and his partners were all rewarded as a result of Simon walking in obedience to the word of God. A word that didn't make sense, a direction that felt like it was going to produce nothing, 
but hard work with no reward. And when I read this, I felt God reminding me of his faithfulness and to the memories of all the other times when I've stepped out in obedience, especially when it didn't make sense to do so, and how in those moments of obedience, there's always been a catch. There's always been a reward. Sometimes in my life, I've, I've seen the reward of freedom as I've stepped out in obedience. I've seen sometimes the reward of confidence as I've stepped out because I've seen God be who he says he's going to be. I've seen him be faithful and it's given me a, a new confidence. Uh, sometimes I've seen the, re the reward of finances, especially when I've stepped in obedience to, to giving. Uh, and more than often than not, I've seen the reward of a, a closeness with God, uh, a deepening of, of the friendship as I've, as, I've, as I've stepped out. I've got to know God more and more. And even when I made the, the obedient step of moving countries, it didn't make sense. But as I did it, I found purpose, the reward of purpose. And again, I felt the Spirit reminding me, Adam, as you step into my directive, even though it doesn't make sense, you will see fruit and rewards in this life and the life to come. Friends, often we make up really good excuses for why we shouldn't walk in obedience. Often when God speaks, we actually can reply with the lie that the devil has planted in us to why we can't walk in obedience, why we can't let down our nets. Friends, Jesus himself in John 10.10 10 tells us uh, that the enemy has come to kill, steal and destroy. Nothing else. Jesus, though, has come to bring life and life abundantly. Friends, I know in my own life and walk with God that I've lost out on much fruit. I've lost out on much joy. I've lost out on many adventurous journeys with God because I've replied to God's instruction with excuses that most likely were inspired by the enemy seeking to kill, steal and destroy me to destroy the plans that God had for my life. But when we say yes to the Spirit, when we say yes to the will of God, yes to the instruction of the Word of God, then there's only one outcome, life. Friends, it's time that I know that I listen to God and it's friends, that, it's, friends it's, it's time that, that we listen to the voice of God, where we, where we throw off those other voices that are fighting for our attention. And in obedience to the voice of God, we let down our nets and we see the reward that is life. And I personally felt God encouraging me that in obedience to him, I would continue to see the reward of people crossing over the line of faith, that I would continually see people get baptized and that I would continue to see people be discipled in the ministry that God has called me to in Tembisa in South Africa. Friends, in this trying time in history, let us make sure we are prioritizing time with God, times of connection, of conversation. And when God speaks, even if it doesn't make sense, 
let us be quick to say yes to God and yes to the life that will come as a fruit of obedience to him. Amen.